just accessed Hardware is Forever, your source for the expert insights, ideas, and innovations you need to do more in the electronics manufacturing industry. From optimization to operations, join us as we put the pieces together for a better approach to manufacturing. Let's go. You have reached Hardware is Forever. I'm so excited to be here. My name is Chris Bentliff and I'm here with Jay Patel and he's the CEO of Amtech and Jay, you have so many interesting ideas and, and thoughts to share. And I want to start with a discussion that you and I were kind of kicking around, value versus cost. And I think this is extremely important for businesses of any kind, but particularly small mid-market organizations, uh, organizations that have dynamic pricing functionality or who are consistently trying to uh, increase efficiency, save money here, uh, do this there, present themselves in such a way with their own goods and services. There's a lot of layers to it. Welcome. And let's start with just help me understand what you mean when we're talking about value versus cost. How are they not the same thing or how are they the same thing? Yeah. So the way the way that I look at it is this comes from experience when we select actual vendors here at Amtec. So, you know, I think I think our experience can kind of be appreciated everywhere else in all the industries or anybody who's looking for a partner to help their organizations be better or, you know, supply chain partner or whatever it may be. I think, you know, when we come here at Amtech, uh, we need goods and services to be able to do what we do. And there's multiple people out there, especially in, the, in a global economy, that provide that. But sometimes when we evaluate things, we found that if we, if we go for the lowest price, we're leaving something out. And we found is if we if we pay a little bit more and get value, these partners who supply us products or supply us services uh, also become almost an. They also start adding value and they get invested into our business, so they help us become better. We've done that in multiple instances um, from multiple commodities. They they come in and they they kind of invest in us and make us better. And without those organizations that we paid a little bit more to, uh, you know, we wouldn't be here where we are today. You know, I love that one. Um, from just a, a service provider point of view, it's very easy to say, okay, let's undercut or let's discount or let's go for the cheapest. And you're right. That very often doesn't leave us any room for the investment of the relationship. And then as you're describing as a uh, pure, pure, as a purchaser of goods and services, you want to you're not always looking for the cheapest. You're looking for the best under the circumstances. And and I love what you're describing as you share kind of um, you get an investment, a return on that investment when you're not so worried about how little can we pay, but instead what what's the best experience that we can get. One of the things that that you shared that I really like is you kind of have three rules around this. And let me lay them out. Uh, so that we can then connect on each of them. Rule one is you say more eyes mean less or fewer blind spots. That's interesting. Rule two is have allies. What does that mean? And rule three, um, what can you really afford and what can you absolutely not afford to screw up? So let's go to rule one. What do you mean in this context when you're talking about how more eyes mean fewer blind spots? Yeah, I think, you know, we all get into business, and maybe it's just me, but we have the hubris of youth. Like, yeah, I was born. I will be better than my forefathers. I will, I will do it better in every single way. And I think, <laughs> uh, I think you know, I've learned the hard way that that is not necessarily true. So when you invite people in and find those guys in, 
they help you see things that you can't see. Like at the end of the day, you don't know what you don't know. And if you have these partners and, and you invest in them, they can help you provide some catastrophic events for your business uh, and, and maybe downturns for your business. So rather than, you know, firefighting or spinning your wheels, you're always making progress because this one little tidbit that this one vendor gave you, it could be a sentence, it could be just whatever, completely changed the way you look at something and change your strategy. So then you, you, you avoided this issue altogether. You know, I love, I love this idea of maturity, which is what you described, as you said, like, you know, we all bring kind of this hubris in. That's absolutely true. And I find there are many managers who are of a certain age, doesn't matter, who are still stuck in a point of view where I'm right, or I know better, or I know best. And when you can, uh, someone else described it to me once as, as help me see what I can't see, or help me see what I don't see. That's one of these one plus one is three types of situations where you're so much better together. And probably you bring something or perspective or context to that relationship that they benefit from as well. It becomes one of those things where this is the favorite person I have to work with, or I love to call this person, or it's always great when we get together because they have such great ideas. You're starting to complement each other and not just, I guess, sort of help each other in business. You're starting to do bigger or more than that. And that, I guess that connects pretty strongly to this rule too, which are surround yourself with allies. So that person would become an ally. But what do you mean? So I think, um, you know, I, I got introduced to the hero's journey a while back. And I don't know if you're familiar with the hero's journey, Joseph yeah. Campbell's hero's journey. And it, I think it's a phenomenal tool to understand life and understand challenges in life. And I think one of the things that we always look about, look, look at whether we're watching movies, you know, whether it's Marvel, Lord of the Rings, you know, whatever it may be, there's, there's always allies in their journey. And I feel like those allies sometimes lift us up uh, when we get tired and, and if you don't have an ally, somebody who's rooting for you and you're in it for yourself or in it by yourself, like you got to be the smartest person in the room. And I think in history, nobody's ever been the smartest person in the room. So if you don't have allies that are giving you good direction or when you're down, lifting you back up or making sh or challenging your decisions uh, and they're invested in you and, and more than, you know, financially care about you and for their welfare and our welfare, they they care about your overall health, whether it be financial or mental or physical health. Like they invest in you. They become those allies that kind of uh, lift you up and and guide you and support you in your journey, whatever it may be. And, and it, like, of course, it's vice versa. We would end up becoming their allies as well. But without those allies, I don't think I don't think you can. There's no way you can do it alone. Like you just cannot. You have to have help, and you want those allies that are invested in you to have the help. And to get those allies, you have to invest yourself in others as well. And that may be one of the differences between value and cost. I think that's a great point. I was just going to kind of ask that. How much of that is a function of an organization's culture or a function of an organization's sort of core principles or core values where where it's not just an accident or there's just not not just one or two people who are really giving in this space, but the entire organization tries to be reciprocal or complementary to others in this space. What uh, I don't know how you've done that at Amtech. What are some ideas that you have around how do we make this part of who we are and not just stuff we do? Yeah. So I think there's there's a lot of people out there. And I always have, you know, I have a, always have a saying that it has to be a good fit. You can only be married to one person at a time. And that's it, you know, so you and there's nothing wrong with it. You know, um, 
So you always have to find if it's a fit or not. And the way that we do it is we have our core values. We have our uh, our core purpose. And when we take a look at that, we look at our core values and we, and we look at our core purpose and we really say, will this person support us or will this person help us implement or integrate these things in our organization to make us better? Uh, we really use that as the litmus test. And when we we find people who meet our core values and meet our core purpose, then uh, we align with them. And sometimes we like, if they may not be interested and we're very excited about them, we know we can they can add value. We knock on their door and we kind of sell ourselves and say, hey, you know, we think you can do some really great value. We may not be your size. We may not be your niche, but we really want to work with you so we can become better. How can we make that happen? So to a certain extent, we go out there and actively find allies. They may not be interested in us, but we are interested in them. And we try to make them partner with us. And it's been, you know, once we made that shift, it's been phenomenal. Like we had, we've been able to find people in our ops team, leadership team, and vendors and suppliers that have just, they just look out for us and make sure that we're doing the right thing. You know, when the supply chain issue happened, I had so many vendors come out and say like, Jay, this is happening. This is how we could, we, this is how we need to manage it and let's manage it together or look out for this. This is what we need to do. And oh, look out for this. This is what people are doing in the industry now. So uh, you can manage this type of situation. So that type of like, they called us because we had that relationship and we reached out to them and, and, and vice versa. We built that relationship. That's tremendous. <laughs> that says a lot about the relationships that have been built uh, around this, how does that like technically or functionally work? Because I feel like there's a lot of organizations that put fancy posters on the wall of their core values or whatever, but they don't necessarily apply them. They don't use them as sort of a check or balance. They don't sort of use them as a filter through, all right, let's make these decisions. And are they being made aligned to what we said was important to us? They sort of uh, this is what we hope was important to us, or we would like to think this is important to us. Like, are you in a room with your, you know, your executive team and you're sort of thinking like, look, this, this, this situation really aligns with what we believe or uh, how does it functionally work that you just have figured out a way to make this happen inside the organization where everybody understands what's expected. And what do you do when you bump into friction on that? Is there like a Hey, this isn't consistent with what we've all said is important to us. So let's do this. Like, if, if you don't mind, how does that work a little bit? Hardware is Forever is a production of Amtech, the proven leader in circuit board manufacturing solutions. From engineering to assembly, testing to supply chain, Amtech is proud to be a partner that our customers can lean on time and time again. If you're looking for a fresh perspective on your next project, we want to help with a free design for manufacturing assessment. Visit us at buildamtech.com slash DFM to get started. So I think I think there's a process to it. Like whenever we make those type of decisions where there's strategic relationships, we always get our leadership team involved. And the leadership team buys into the core purpose and the core values of the organization. So I I am a typical guy who I used to say, hey, this looks like a great situation. We're 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 pivoting right now. And there would be like five pivots a month because I was just, you know, pivoting. And then I think when we when we had decided to implement this type of culture and process in, it was a little bit of a struggle for me to transition. But, you know, but we it, it's been phenomenal since I since we did start implementing that. So I think the first thing is 
what we did was we created a leadership team that we can bounce ideas off of. So any type of strategic decision that needs to get done, it goes through the leadership team. So that's the first step is find people who will be part of your operations team or leadership team that you can bounce ideas off of and you can trust them to give you the right advice. Uh, number two is, and then leverage them. Every decision that you need to make, big or small, leverage them in that decision. Because again, you don't know what you don't know. So if you have these allies, they will help you see the blind spots and they will they will help you avoid going into onto the wrong path, essentially. So uh, that process was done. And then number two is, I mean, not number two, but then transitioning to when there is a friction point, what do we do? I think one person told me very, very well, like uh, hire fast, no, fire fast and hire slow. Mm. So when we feel like it's not a good fit, I don't think I don't think we make it personal, right? Like I said, you can only be in in a in a relationship if it is a good fit. And if it's not a good fit, it doesn't mean that the organizations or the company or even the members on our on our staff are bad. It's just it doesn't meet our core values and we try to manage that and if we have to end that relationship, we do it amicably you know, shaking hands and just say, hey, look, you know, good luck. We tried it, but this is not a good fit. And we want everybody to be successful. So I think the best thing to do right now is maybe go our own ways. You know, that's anytime you can have a a relationship with your with your sort of hiring and firing or your talent sort of point of view that is built on your you are amazing at this job. You're just not maybe amazing at this job here for whatever reason. Um, and then you can help people support. I'm, I'm, I'm reminded of a Steve Jobs sort of quote that said something like, uh, the most cruel thing you can do is not give the people that you work with honest feedback or let them go when it's time to go because they will survive or thrive somewhere else. So uh, writing down this stuff, listeners, as you are, build your leadership team, leverage your leadership team, hire slow, fire fast, meaning cultivate the people that... Uh, that are going to be a part of that journey in, in the best way. And then let those that need to go somewhere else to be their most successful, let them go and, and, and don't make that a stressful thing for everybody. Make that amicable or healthy. So your third rule that I really love, uh, talk to me about this is, is what can you really afford? So when you think you can't afford to pay more, when it's really down to it, that's kind of when you actually need to start paying more attention to what you're going to spend. Tell me about that. Walk me through that. Yeah. So, you know, we found that when we, you know, there's ups and downs of businesses, we'll do really, really well. And that sometimes there'll be situations uh, that are, that are, were either in our control or sometimes not like, uh, you know, we could have a bad hire, we could invest in the wrong equipment or there's just geopolitical issues or supply chain issues that come up that we, that really stress the organization. Um, you know, at that time, cash flow is tight. Some of the things are tight. You know, we're not in the right mindset to make a lot of the right decisions because we're just fighting to survive the day. And I think at that time, when you're in that situation, you cannot afford not to find partners that add value like this. Because, uh, you know, first of all, if you if you pay, you know, even five to twenty percent more for a particular commodity, that's not going to that may not put you. Uh, out of business, right? But if you do pay five to twenty percent more for a particular commodity, and I'm not saying not do that. I'm not saying that that you know that you should. It, you know, do your do your best 
pricing analysis, do all that kind of stuff, do what makes sense for your organization. But for us, what we found was that when we are going through a tough spot, we want those guys who can kind of, we can kind of leverage and they can make us better. Like, hey, we're having this issue with this. You know, could you, our supplies, like we're having an issue with this. Could you really help us out? Like, how do we, how do we strategize? Could you just like, this is a pain point that we have. Can you just take care of it right now for us? And they jump on the ship. You know, they're like, yeah, we'll take care of it for you. Uh, and, you know, we do the same thing um, for our customers. So I think like when you're going through bad times, you know, a friend in need is a friend indeed. And I think you want to make sure that you develop those type of relationships. So when you do need them, they're taken care of. And the reason why I say pay a little bit more is because like they need to know that you appreciate them. And, you know, you can say as much as you want, but if they, if they come back, sometimes we've gotten quotes or it, or, you know, hire people, they say they want this much uh, and we give them more than, you know, what we had negotiated because we want to show them that we appreciate them and we value them because they go above and beyond. It could be a very easy transactional relationship, but they go above and beyond and they invest in sel- themselves in us. So like when things are bad to have people like that or a network ready to support you like that is is could be the thing that makes or breaks you. What a tremendous strategy. So think about that, the level of sort of self um, involvement or reward that goes into wanting to give back to a relationship that has obviously invested in you versus something else where like, I, I'm, I grumble through this job. I don't get paid nearly enough. I should have renegotiated three years ago. And so when, when things get tighter, the, the wind comes up, they're, they're not, they're not too keen to like get involved. And as you're describing it, it's this, I love this level of sort of mutual trust and investment in each other, whether it's the, your team or, or your suppliers or whatever, that just says, let's do this together. Is that, is that a strategy that works across just about any dynamic? So we're, we obviously we're in this kind of manufacturing space, but is that something that you apply elsewhere in your life? If you don't mind, is that some, some, somewhere that it just kind of is a way to live, not necessarily just a way to do business? I think uh, definitely it is. And you know, people, people think that we have different commodities and we're different industries and we're doing at the end of the day, we're in a people business. Everybody's trying to solve a problem and it's a people business. So unless you nurture those relationships, uh, whether it's in business or even personal relationships, you're not going to get anything back. So I think that is that is one of the one of our MOs. And I think that's why when we were thinking about creating our our core purpose, our core purpose is to pay it forward. And, you know, we could have said a lot of like, we're going to revolutionize electronics industry or, you know, do this in supply chain. But what really spoke to us is because, it, you know, reality is, is people invested themselves above and beyond in us. And the only thing we can do is pay it forward. Like, we know where we are. And we know why we are where we are. And it's because of the people's trust in us. And, you know, that idea of paying it forward or that idea of putting gratitude in action is, is I feel, the difference maker in every organization. And, you know, we've had customers that uh, and vendors that we've decided not to go to because for pricing. And then we're like, you know, we made a mistake. We got to come back to you guys. You guys are a little bit more, but man, you guys really took care of us. And we're, we, stay loyal to them then. So, uh, but I think it's, it's definitely applicable everywhere we go. I think everybody can say that they're here because somebody selflessly gave them something or gave them an opportunity or gave them support. And 
to to not to is uh it's kind of sad so i feel like uh it's definitely applicable in every industry and in every relationship whether it's business or personal how does all of that jay apply to your approach to your customers to the relationship to the relationships that you cultivate and nurture as a service provider so i think for us number one when we're able to have those type of relationships with our customer it's it's joyful mm-hmm. right we enjoy working with our customers we enjoy adding value to our customers so you know they may not need a lot of our experience or advice because they already have it but just for just for the fact that they they open and let us talk and let us engage with their either supply chain departments or uh, engineering departments or finance departments to find a way to help their organization be better and grow i think that that provides a sense of joy but you know all of our customers will talk to us and say you know without you guys engaging with us and asking these questions like we would be at a different financial state right now. And when we hear that, like, that's it. That's what, that's what we're, that's why we come to work every single day. And that's why we do what we do every single day and get that, get that sense of, you know, it's not, it's not really like, we don't need to be appreciated. We're not there to say, okay, we're not here to get a bunch of thank yous, but just to know, like, just like people invested in us, like we are paying that forward and making other organizations and people better. Um, and I feel like we've done that so many times that it's ingrained in us. Like we go above and beyond, like we're just not, you know, a built to print shop. If you allow us to engage, which we love, you know, the value that we, we add, I don't think can be quantified. Um, and a lot of our customers one way or another have told that to us. Jay Patel is the CEO at Amtech, and you've kind of lived this even in the last, whatever, 15 minutes we've spent together in your generosity with your point of view and your perspective on this that is really interesting and in some ways original and unique and in other ways just positioned in a way that is really accessible. Thank you for that. I'm looking forward to our next conversation and the one after that and the one after that. And um, thanks for leaving us with some, some really strong things to think about, I think, in business and in life today. I appreciate it. It's been good to be with you. Chris, it's, uh, you know, I get opportunities to talk to a lot of people and I appreciate you, uh, you taking time out and asking me these great questions, I think, uh, uh, and, and pulling the best out of me. So I really appreciate that. Always, man. Good to be with you. Yeah, take care. Thanks for joining us. And a special thanks to our subscribers and followers. Consider becoming one today wherever you get your podcasts or on YouTube.